Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, it's your boy, TBC, on the Jokes and Jocks podcast with my co host, D. Hey Wiley, your favorite Blasian. Oh, yeah. And today, after this beautiful Father's Day weekend, we're going to talk about one incredible week your boy done had, starting off with America's Got Talent. Well, I would even back it up further. Before that happened, I did do an awesome fishing tournament in Falmouth, New, uh, New England, off the Cape of Cod, where we caught no cod, just sea bass. And a couple bluefish. But yeah, America's got talent. And then, then my Warriors completely decimated the Celtics roster. Yeah, so much for Celtics 7. I'll, I'll take that L, though. I, 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 I pay my debt. You guys will see me, my, my booty. Um, off the pier eventually. I think Tully, you said that I ha- you have to be there, so it's gonna be a minute. I feel like until you're gonna be there because you're like always in Rhode Island or Mass or you know anywhere but Cali. <laughs> I know I'm, I've been on the move lately, um, doing big things, man, doing big things. But you know, I mean, I don't necessarily have to be there. You know, we can if you have a friend that will record it, which I know you do, and you pick, <laughs> a, you pick a time of day, you know, where the beach yeah, but, isn't but what's so the busy. Point? Well, what's the point if you're not there, though? Isn't the whole point for you to be there? Um, well, I'm there if someone records it. I'm there visually. I can see what happens, but... I get it. Yeah, we can wait. I should be in California. Actually, I'm looking at the first week of July. I haven't decided what I'm doing for the 4th of July this year. Um, And part of me wants to stay in New England. The other part wants to go back to sunny California, where your boy is from. But that's that will be decided in the next couple of days. Well, you know how we do in Cali for for us. for the 4th of July, so it's really, really up to you. It's going to be a lot of debauchery <laughs> on the 4th, so I, I don't know about in New England how, how they do in New England, but it, there's a lot of debauchery on the 4th of July here. Oh, it's it's same here. I mean, you know, the, the beauty of New England is you don't have to drive too far to get fireworks. You can go up to New Hampshire or Maine where fireworks are legal, and you could just, you know, I mean, you'll see fireworks everywhere, like people even the week before and then the weeks after, like people just, they just keep it going with the fireworks. Yeah. Wait, so it's not legal in Boston? They don't have uh, a fireworks show? The Boston does, yeah. Yeah, Boston okay. definitely does. There's fireworks shows all over. I mean, uh, Sharon, the town I used to live and where I used to go for the 3rd of July, they have a big fireworks show on the lake. And they have like um, like a little carnival for the kids. It's pretty dope. Aww. You know, everybody's on the boats, on the lakes. 
they light their boats up. People shoot fireworks off their own boats. So, um, no, the 4th of July, I, th- I think pretty much anywhere you go in the country is lit. But California, as we know, it has its own unique way of celebrating. Um, yeah. So I haven't decided yet where I'm going to be, but it's coming soon. Okay. Well, as per your, I don't know if we like did the parameters of, or like defined the parameters of the bet. Um, I will be booty naked jumping off the pier, but um, I didn't know if you wanted to like physically see it or if you just wanted it videotaped. So, yeah, I think, I think, you know, I can wait till I'm in town, but if I am in town for the fourth, then what better way to celebrate? (laughs) (laughs) The victory, the victory (laughs) dive for me and for you. (laughs) The the defeat dive, I guess, will be there. For you. Tell tell everybody and me specifically, because I I still haven't even known how how, uh, your run for uh, America's Got Talent is going. Oh, um, well, the America Got Talent thing, that's just, um, it's going great. Um, It's really all just been like a, um, just an overnight, like random. I, well, I would say this, there's, there's nothing really random in this world. Uh, a good friend of mine who I, I ran into yesterday, this kid named Jeremy Rogers, ex-pro skater, uh, blew up on the scene when he was like, he was like one of the youngest kids to go pro in skating. Um, and then I think he retired early from the game after, I mean, he's been in like Tony Hawk video games and all this stuff. Um, and now he's like a producer, rapper. Um, and I ran into him in Hermosa Pier two or three years ago. And yesterday I go to this restaurant randomly and look who I'm, I'm, I'm literally like sitting next to the bathroom. Kind of, he comes out the bathroom. I'm like, yo, wait a second. Don't I know you? He's like, yeah, man, where do I know you from? I was like. Oh, wow. We took a picture at Hermosa Pier two years ago. And you're in this random, like this, when I say random restaurant, like this isn't like a cheesecake factory. Mind you, this is in, um, we're in, we're in Foxborough, Massachusetts at this restaurant. And I run into this kid. I probably have to get him on the podcast now. Um, But he said to me, there's no such thing as coincidences. That was my whole point of the America's Got Talent thing. Um, you know, nothing's random, but yeah, I, I end up connecting with him. He's going to make a beat for me or send me some beats um, for me to rap on. Yeah, you're and, right. There are no Yeah. What's are, that? You're right, there, I said you're right. There are no such things as, I guess, random coincidences, but um, what did you... Uh, Hey, what were you doing in Foxborough? Was it just because you had to like do a Patriots thing or was it no, for so America's I, Got Talent? No, so America's Got Talent, that's okay, that's a whole nother. I'll get into that too. But the Foxborough thing happened because um I do work with the Patriots Alumni Association that runs and throws a camp camps, multiple camps throughout the New England area, um, all through June, July, and August in like several locations. 
Um, we just happen to be in Foxborough, Mass. The next one's this Friday in Narragansett, Rhode Island. Uh, and then the following week, I believe they're in Lynn, Massachusetts, then Lowell, Massachusetts, Lawrence, Plym uh, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. If you go on the website, uh, PatriotsAlumni.com, uh, I believe that it's what it is. Um, or if you just Google Patriots Alumni on their website, you can see it's called um, Football for You. And so I was there coaching a camp in Foxborough, and a good friend of mine from the area picked me up. So we're going to this restaurant called Cafe, was it Cafe, Cafe Misto. And when I tell you this place was amazing, right? some of the best Italian food I've had in a long time. A little hole in the wall spot in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Um, I went there for dinner. But yeah, the camp had about 350 kids. Um, there was a bunch of rookies from the 2022 class that were there. I mean, all the rookies pretty much were there. Um, every rookie drafted and undrafted. Um, it was about maybe 15 rookies um, to help coach the kids up. And so it's, it's, and then about four alumni guys myself, Patrick Pass, Rick Buffington. Um, Ilya and um, and Nelson, my man Nelly, uh, <laughs> Hall of Fame, um, Patriot linebacker. So that was um, that was fun. Um, but yeah, the the America's Got Talent thing. A lot of people were coming up to me saying, you know, how what was that like? How to go? I mean, that was a um, like I said, it just it all started from when I was at the Super Bowl. This past year, you know, the Rams and the, um, I forgot who they beat. Oh, the Bengals. The Bengals, isn't that, yeah. Isn't that crazy? You always forget who was the losing team. <laughs> yeah, um, nobody, nobody remembers second, second place, man. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I was at that, and they have a bunch of events for um, former players and, and things to go to. And uh, one of them I ran into my, my buddy who I was drafted with. Um, he went to Penn State. Uh, we played in the senior bowl together. His name's Brian Scott. Uh, he went on to have a great NFL career. And um, I had always remembered him from the senior bowl, how cool he was. We were, you know, he was a baller. We had the same draft class, same age. And uh, we ran into each other. I think it was for the first time since our rookie year. And um, I think I remember uh, he was at the rookie symposium as well. And so he... Um, you know, he started, we just, you know, connected. He started telling me about what he was he's doing for business. I told him about what I was doing, got each other's contacts. And then I would say, see, the Super Bowl was in February. He contacted me like the end of March out of the blue. I was like, hey, man, I heard you can sing. Um, you want to be on America's Got Talent with us? I was like, what? Say less. So, that that basically happened, and then two weeks later, um, we had say so yeah, about two weeks later, we had the rehearsal, um, in Pasadena, and the audition for America's Got Talent. So that was like a, um, I don't know, it's just like a jolt of lightning for that to happen, and then it, it just, I don't know, God was just like, uh, like I said, and I guess there's no coincidence, um. And someone from my rookie year who I, I remembered uh, and talking with 
um, you know, manifested into us being on the same show. So. I mean, like, again, like you said, though, there are no coincidences. Like, this was obviously it was meant to be, you know? Yeah, it was like planned a long time ago. <laughs> like I had nothing, you know, I have nothing to do with it. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, just uh, it's like, I can't even explain um, all the guys who were who were uh, on in the choir that I met because there's a lot of different guys. Just the history of the choir goes back before um, America's Got Talent. Uh, they've been they've been doing it for about 20 years. Um and it was the super, it was called the Super Bowl Gospel, where they um they were performing at um at a gospel event um during the Super Bowl. And then different players would come on to the choir and sing with the choir. So it's kind of been like an open um revolving door for NFL players that can sing or want to sing or want to be a part of it um to join. And then um you know, it's also it, it's a it's a good thing because it's flexible in terms of you know because guys get busy or things happen in life where you know certain guys can't make the choir, but another guy can fill in and step in. So people like rotate like it, rotate in and out of the choir. Yeah, well, yeah, they do. I mean, there's like a core uh, group of guys that um, that were the the founders of it: Michael Gaines and um, you know Cam Newton and Tommy Harris. Uh, well, really, Tommy Harris and Michael Gaines, you know, Tom, like they started it and then, um, they're kind of like the nucleus of it. And then, um, it kind of, uh, just gained more guys onto the choir. But, um, yeah, every, you know, some guys, like I said, once you get up to like 10, 20 guys, if a guy has to miss, it gives room for other guys to, to step in. So. Okay. And then where, where do you guys go for this? Like, is it just in, are you just so happen to be in Foxborough and doing it? Or are you just like, where do you guys go? Like, Oh no, no. So, travel around the world. for this. Yes. Like, so the first rehearsal was in like my, my very first rehearsal with the choir was in Pasadena at the audition, which was a, you know, the audition was on like a Friday, I believe. And we had like, I flew in on like a Wednesday and we rehearsed like, Wednesday, Thursday, um, the day before the the choir. I mean, the, for the audition. And then now that we have we we pass to the next round, um, we you know we meet on Zoom, and then we just recently uh, met in Dallas, um, and uh, it kind of worked in um, it kind of worked hand in hand because there was a symphony going on uh, dedicated to Richard Smallwood. Um, like a very prominent gospel guy, uh, been in the game, like one of the pioneers of gospel. Um, and they invited us because they knew we were a choir. They had some prior relationships. And because America's Got Talent, um, we were able to uh, sing with them. And so we looked at that opportunity as a, um, a spot for us to all get together and rehearse for America's Got Talent as well. So that was in Dallas this past Wednesday. Um, we also got to visit the Children's Hospital, uh, which was dope. Um, and we got we just got to bond as like a choir because, like you said, everyone everyone lives in separate area, you know parts of the country. So for all for all of us to get together and and put something together, um, 
it was uh, it was a great experience. I mean, that sounds extremely beautiful. <laughs> like I, I did see your IG when it came to the uh, choir going to the children's hospital, um, and that had to be. I mean, kids being sick is like one of the most heart wrenching things um, to to witness. You know, um, and they're, they're so much stronger than we are. So that must have been an amazing experience for you. Oh yeah, those kids. I mean, we only got to answer their questions and. You know, those kids were just, you know, it, it was to make their day, you know, and, and for any kid to have a bad day, you know, you want to brighten it in any way you can. Um, and that hospital, they did a great, you know, they do a great job of, of trying to uplift the kids and bringing in different acts and different things to, to make them feel better. And to be one of those acts um, was a blessing. And it was really interesting. I had met a lady. Um, at the hotel we were staying at and she said that when we, I told her we were going to the children's hospital that she had a nephew um, that was there who was like a, a football player who recently got in a car accident and um, like, uh, injured his back really bad um, and uh, it was just so random that's like a, not, not random it wasn't random it wasn't a coincidence um, that I was able to actually see that kid. We sang for him, took pictures with him, um, and able to send it to her. So that was like, you know, the whole, the whole experience, um, really was a God moment. Um, and I, I, you know, those kids, um, I'm hoping that that, that really helped in their, their process of getting better. No, I'm sure it did because, I, I mean, just regular kids, you know, they're, they're all like hyped just to see professional athletes and like hang out with them. And then like, I can only imagine, you know, when kids who are sick and this is what they want to do, and, you know, especially that kid, I'm sure you changed his life. <laughs> so um, what, uh, what else has been going on? What else is going on with you other than winning bets and, and uh, America's Got Talent? Um. Because one of these days we're gonna do a, we're gonna do an episode face to face and it's gonna happen. <laughs> an episode about what? As a, an episode of us face to face, like you and I. We've we've oh, only done yeah. two episodes. <laughs> yeah. No, that's definitely you know I've I've been actually um, conjuring a lot of different ideas and things, um, and um, they're all they all will be kind of um, seen into fruition soon. Um, you know, as far as the, the podcast, yeah, I, I definitely, um, I want to elevate the podcast where, um, you know, we are definitely on camera and, um, we can also do some other things with the podcast in terms of guests. This, this show, obviously we didn't bring a guest on, but I think it was only right because, <laughs> you know, we are special guests ourselves. <laughs> and, uh, I felt like you know, let's do a let's do an episode, just T and G. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I, I feel I feel you. Yeah, no, I mean we're special guys. We're special. Um, shoot, I don't have anything else to ask of you because, like, well, I, I feel like we we bond all the time over the phone, man. So, like, um, 
Well, we can talk about these Celtics Warriors real quick. You know, I mean, uh-huh. America, you know, America's got talent. Um, I, I'm telling you that that uh, if you if you listen to this, you know, we'll be on again in August. Uh, I want to say it, the show airs every Tuesday. So I want to say it's the first or second Tuesday of August. So around the August 12th or 13th, you'll see advertisements for it. But, um, you know, you can share the. Uh, Share the YouTube video or the America's Got Talent link um, of the video. Uh, and then we are now just getting ready to and preparing for what we're going to do next. And then um, hopefully we can get America's vote uh, to get on to the next round. But um, I've, been, I've been watching the show. The talent is, is like unbelievable this year. Yeah. I mean, like that show brings it. What One of my questions, though, is, what was it like to be in front of like Sofia Vergara and um, Simon Cowell, like all those, all those celebrities. I mean, you're used to being in front of celebrities. I am not. <laughs> so you're used to being in front of celebrities all the time like that, but to be judged and then also to not be meeting them in like a meet and greet kind of environment. It's more of a, Hey, like, do you actually have talent kind of environment? How, how was that like? You know, it was, um, it was interesting to see like, people that you see all the time on TV and all the time, like in magazines and, you know, ads, um, up like up close in person. I mean, they were on the judges panel and we were on the stage. So that was like a surreal kind of like, is this really happening? Like it almost felt like a dream, like, you know, but, um, (laughs) just the crowd, you know, the authenticity of the show is like, you know, people are really like, cheering you on and you know there's like a real emotion from the crowd and then um Sophia and Heidi I mean H- Howie wasn't there because he had COVID um uh, okay. that's why if you watch notice the episode there's only three judges yeah um, which is funny considering he is a germaphobe and he got COVID so I know that that must not have been fun for him but yeah. um but yeah it's good to see that he's back on the show uh, and hopefully we get to see him next time. But um, Heidi, Sophia, and obviously Simon, I mean, it was like, you know, like I said, it was just surreal to see people that you always see on TV, you know, 10 feet away from you, 20 feet away from you. So um, they were really cool, too. Just like the reaction we got from them, you know, um, we had been rehearsing over and over and over and over again. and so. You know, by the time we got to the stage, it just felt like it was like so natural. And, um, you know, it it was kind of like one of those things where we we had the confidence knowing that if if we if we rehearsed as good as we were rehearsing and make it sound as good as it needed to sound, that it would be kind of undeniable. Right. Judges definitely like they kept it, you know, they loved it. And. That was that was a great feeling to to see that, and my mom was in the crowd too. So um, you missed the best part, man. You have to say that your mom was in the crowd. You can't you can't not say say something like that. That's huge. That's great. It's great that your mom was able to make it. Yeah, yep. Because she lives all the way in San Diego, so like that's that's a trek for her to make oh, it that was, over yeah, there, that was, isn't it? That was big, and she had just had surgery on her foot, yep. so she was like in a cast and like a wheeler, so like a one knee wheeler. So she, uh, 
she was able to get like escorted through like you know um and didn't have to like wait in line or anything so it was it was like for her to be there uh made it that much more special so uh it was a great um, it was a great experience um i i was itching to see what it would look like on tv because you know we we recorded the episode um you know bef before all the auditions happened before the actual right. show so um we still didn't even know like because you know they can edit it if they want i guess for you not to make it but yeah um, you know it was uh to see that we made it was was um and on tv that was like that was dope so yeah yeah it's exciting it's exciting to see um you know what we do next and uh, from here but um, so your so your next on is in, in august so you're gonna is, is this do they always record in dallas or is this like is it going to be elsewhere no, so we recorded it in pasadena so the first yeah sorry sorry yeah we did the first one in pasadena then we were able to fly to dallas um and meet to uh to rehearse and then we also were able to utilize our location to to do the symphony and the children's hospital so we're actually the other way around. We were there to do the, the the symphony and the hospital, but we were able to rehearse while we were there. So it was kind of like a, um, you know, it was just a good, like the the show was the week of two. So the show was on Tuesday. We went to the hospital on Wednesday. No, the show, yeah, the show was on Tuesday. Went to the children's hospital Wednesday, Wednesday. and then did the symphony on Thursday. Oh no, we might have done, we did the hospital and the symphony in the same on the day. same day. Yeah. yeah, we did it both Wednesday. So yeah, that was um that was quite the week. Let me tell you. And then the Warriors won on Friday, so I was just like, always got to dig, man. You always <laughs> got to dig. I was gonna dig it into into my back right there and be like the Warriors, Warriors. Um, hey. so what are you? What do you think about their chances to repeat though? Because I mean. Everybody's still healthy, relatively. There's no one that's gonna. That's there's no one that's gonna beat that team right now. If they are, so what do you? What do you think? It's like because if the if the Clippers came back healthy, if if Giannis comes back healthy, like like Giannis and the and Milwaukee come back healthy, like that's a team to beat right there with like Milton and mm. the rest of that squad. You know what? Unless it's gonna be rough. I'm telling you, like I I understand it, but. What people don't realize is that you're playing against the best shooting duo at, of, of all time, and so it doesn't matter if it's yeah, Giannis, you also have to, it doesn't yeah, matter you know who what, it is unless Giannis. The best, what's that? Clay, sorry, Clay did not have the best. Series. I know. I mean, he I was understand. he was game six, Clay, and that's great, but like. He was not consistent throughout that whole entire series. Now, on the other hand, Curry, Curry should have had MVPs stacked up. This should not have been his first MVP. And I think it's ridiculous. I find it funny. Like now everybody's like, oh, he's on like that top five. I'm like, when was he not on the top five? I don't understand whether it's like now you're finally ranking him amongst the best. Curry's always been great. I've never denied that Curry's always been great. Yeah, but this series was different. I mean, this series for him, he carried because the other series he carried Joe last year too. Well, he just only carried. They didn't make it to the. They didn't make the championship last year either. Yeah, but I mean, you wouldn't have made. You wouldn't made the playoffs if it wasn't for him either. 
No, I mean, he is the, like, Nucleus, he is, like, the, he is their best player um, by far. But when you talk about potential and what they've been in the past, he was always a piece of a great team. He was never a one-man show. And he he can't be, he's not the type of player that, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, arguably, he could, uh, based on what we saw in a series, he can carry probably any NBA team that uh, in a finals uh, best of seven series. But for a season, I mean, Clay, now that what, what Clay has proven is that he's healthy, and that's the key. He can always, and that he still has the ability to, to knock down those, those catch-and-shoot shots, but, um, and off the dribble and play defense. I mean, he's, he's starting to get his groove back, so if, if they can get back to where they were a couple years back and, and even better, you know, I mean, that's the beauty of being a shooter is that uh, it's not one. It's one of those things that gives you longevity in the NBA. So no, for sure. So I don't see them getting beat by anyone unless they can shoot the lights out like that. And with Wiggins, still a young player, you know, developing into what he's he's shown he can be this year. um, They're only built, and and they got it. Go ahead. You guys, sorry to interrupt you, but you guys actually, like, Curry went to the rack a lot in game six. A lot. If you look at film, go back and look at film, Curry went to the rack majority of the time to go and get, he switched everything up. He didn't just shoot the ball the whole entire time to win that, at least to win game six. He didn't shoot, he didn't shoot a lot. No. His percentage on, his percentage of the series, throughout the series, yeah. Got you, got you, got you. Okay, okay. But, but yeah, he was his assists. Yes, he, he was taking it to the rim. And I think he also has, you know, he, he was also playing more than I think he would. I mean, he, the first game we talked about this where they sat him in the fourth, you could tell that the way they were managing his, his time, they were making sure like to strategize, to make sure it was when they either had right. a lead or, you know, the other the other players coming off the bench. We're playing good. Otherwise, he was in there. So he got a lot of minutes, and he made he made the most out of every minute. And he knew you could tell he knew when they needed a bucket, like he wasn't going to depend on anyone else. He was going to take it himself. So um, that's what. So, you know, you, so are you thinking they're going to go back to back then? To back. I mean, they should have had it back to back a couple. You know, a, a few years, a few times. I mean, they they. Yeah, but again. They've already and been back to back before, right? You yes, but but I'm saying like back to back to back, and also you that was a totally different roster, it was a completely different roster. Well, they still had the main three a completely guys, different team. The main three guys on these teams. Yes, but she still had KD on that team, man. It's it's a totally different team with KD on there. Well, he didn't play in the finals. Uh, yeah, they. I mean, they would have went back to back to back with KD um, for the second for the third one. Had he, um, you know, him and Clay both got injured in those series. Yeah. So if you you really think about it, look at Wiggins, look at Wiggins and look at Durant, right? They play the same position for that team. And it's not the same player, though. Well, I mean, arguably they they have different strengths and talent. I don't say Durant is, um, you know, heads above Wiggins at this point of his career. It, considering, I mean, no, I don't think Wiggins can put up 
uh, can shoot the ball like Durant um, and obviously isn't as tall as Durant, but um, I, I don't know. I think there's an argument that, you know, Wiggins was, was a great repla- replacement for, for Durant considering the way they run that offense and the things that Wiggins can do that Durant can't. Like, no, I wouldn't I say Durant is good as a defensive be- player. What's that? No, no, I, I'm agreeing with you. I agree with you on that. Um, I, again, they're two totally separate players, um, not only due to height, but also due to the fact that he's younger than him. So he has a little bit more longevity right now than, than KD, and he's not as accident-prone, I guess, because KD has, has had more unsustainable injuries in the last few years, right? So Wiggins has only been hurt once, right? right. Am I tripping on that? He's only been hurt once. And Wiggins like, was the really, first really pick good. in the draft, right? Was Durant the first pick in the draft? Number two. See? So yeah. but but in all fairness, he do you know who number one was, right? Who no longer is in the NBA. Yeah. During his draft class. Yeah, like so he he may have been number two, but he should have been number one. The only reason why he was number two was because this kid, like the the kid that um, I'm gonna look him up, I forget his name, but like He's the one that, like, he looked like a man. He, he was a man-child. He looked like a man-child from, like, the time he was in the eighth grade. Like, they had to, like, his mom said that his birth certificate was, like, down to, the to like, embers because she had to constantly prove that he was of age to be in the tournament that he was in. Like, he was this he went to Ohio State. Oh, man. Why Are you talking about like, Greg Oden? Yeah. Greg Oden was the first-round pick, and then Katie. Right, right. And Greg Ogan, I mean, he was a monster in college. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, a freaking beast. And, like, are you going to take that or are you going to take KD? Do you know what I mean? Like, just if you just look at him as, like, a, a powerhouse kind of kind of guy. But, he, but again, injuries, man. And you guys should know above any Football players should know above anybody how, um, how injuries play into, uh, into playoffs and winning a title, especially towards the end of the season. Everybody's hurt. Everybody's well, hey, you, shots. And- you, you know who number three was behind Katie? Al Horford. Oh, wow. Right? That's crazy. That's that is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. So, you know, when you look for Boston, that, right? He, like, he got drafted to Boston. He got right? drafted to um, Atlanta, Al Horford. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's insane. There are no coincidences there. And he won. Yeah, he was a chip. He he was a chip getter yeah. in college. So I mean, that was a crazy draft. But yeah, I think you know that's why I'm saying with the Warriors, they just you know having Wiggins, that you know having that new home for him, considering he had a rough start, um, and now he's coming into his own. I mean, the KD argument. You know what happened to Brooklyn this year by Boston? Like, who saw that coming? Although Ben Simmons, I think, you know, not having Ben Simmons, um, and I don't care what anybody says, I mean, he he does make somewhat of a difference on any basketball team he's on, at least defensively. He might not be the best scorer, but he wasn't even around for that series, and that's that's a good reason why they got swept. And I think well, that, it, that Brooklyn team, with KD and Kyrie, they still need, like, I don't know why they, they traded Harden, but regardless, they still needed. Harden wanted out. Hard, Harden didn't want to be there. Right. So, but they still, for that team in general, they still needed, they need a third player. 
And I I agree with you. I just don't think it's Ben Simmons. I think that Ben Simmons is a cancer, and I think that he is um he's somebody that just he doesn't want to play. Like he just legit does not want to play. Like Baller's gonna hoot. Like if you really, really, really want to play, you find a way to play. You make it happen. And this kid just says he's a brat, man. He just doesn't want to be there. Like I really truly believe he just doesn't want to be there because if you really wanted to be there, you'd be there already. He would find a way to be like, like, take me up. Like, that's why I love hockey. It's because all those hockey players and football players do the same thing. They're like, take me up. I don't care. I want to play. Like, I'm playing for a chip. I'm playing for, like, yeah, but it, well, it just really depends on the severity of the injury. I mean, you know. You yeah, know, but again, in athlete, hockey, they don't care. Well, <laughs> hockey is definitely, I mean, but you get guys that, you know, if you have a torn ACL or you got, like, a serious back issue i don't care who you are you're not playing no right. and i get that i get that but again the mentality is completely different from it's a like, different uh, mentality but that's what yeah. i'm saying I, I would just say ben help ben a confident healthy ben simmons is a problem like he's a good play he's a good basketball player he wouldn't be in the nba if he wasn't and i just I, think what happens with uh, someone who's has such high expectations from when he does play what happens is if you get injured and you're not playing, people are going to think you're soft. Uh, then there's going to be pressure for you to play. And then you're like, well, what if I go out and play and either A, get more injured or B, don't have a great game because I'm injured? Then what Then what are they going to say? Right. I, I, I kind of can relate to that when I was in San Francisco. Um, you know, I was kind of like a big uh, free agent acquisition. And I was expected to get a lot of sacks and do my thing like I was doing in New England. And what happened was I tore my ankle bad in like the third or fourth game of the season. And I had already had like two sacks at this point. And then this was maybe like game three or four against the Baltimore Ravens. And um, bad. Like I I almost felt like I heard a pop. Almost felt like I was going to be out for the year. Like I felt like I broke my ankle. And we had a bye week, so I was able to recover for like two weeks, couldn't practice at all. And then we go to New York and for whatever crazy reason, because I didn't want, you know, I'm like this guy who the fans and myself and my peoples are expecting to play and be that guy. I can't be I can't be on the sideline by an ankle injury. Right. And so I tried to play and. I couldn't, I couldn't accelerate. I couldn't move like I needed to move. And I literally, I like, they tape it up. I don't know if I had an injection or something. I took a pain pill, whatever I had to do. I got in there and I still wasn't myself. And we ended up getting like thrashed that game. But at that point now I showed I can at least like hobble around. So guess what happens now I'm practicing and now I'm like, I'm, I'm recovering while playing but I'm not a hundred percent myself. So I ended up only, I only ended up with like two sacks for that year. We lost, I think we went like five and 11. Um, And so the perception like, and I ended up still playing on that bad ankle that whole year, just to, just to try to play. But my numbers, my numbers weren't that great that year. And the following year, there was a perception that I had fallen off. Like, Oh, he's like, Oh, he's, you know, but they wouldn't say I was injury prone. They wouldn't say I, I was a, like, I, they won't give you credit 
for playing um, injured. But if your numbers don't par up, then they'll just say you're washed. So I, my, my well, did they? Well, because crazy enough, so I got released the next year. I barely like I missed the first four games. I played nothing but special teams. But I was a hundred percent healthy the following year. But they just didn't play me. Like they just whatever. It was like ah, oh, he's you know because I played on a bad ankle and was like moving you know two to three quarter speed of what I could do. Uh, they just didn't use me that much. And then I got Did cut. they know that you were playing hurt? They knew, but like I'm saying, like sometimes it just with coaching and just the way politics are and like, you know, I'm like a high, I'm a high price tag player. They can like reduce my playing time or, you know, uh, restructure my, they end up restructuring my contract. So exactly. the next year, even though I was healthy, they took a million dollars off my contract. Because well, a, I wasn't as productive as the year before, and B, that it's like I don't want to get cut. So, the, but then I, I was super healthy. Like I probably would have had a ten sack season my second year with the Niners had they played me. Like I ended up leading the team in special teams tackles, but I only played special teams. So it was it right. was heartbreaking that I get cut, go to the Patriots. Now I'm a hundred percent. Guess what happens? Ten sacks. So I'm just saying a healthy Ben Simmons, we don't know what he's battling injury wise, but public perception is all, is like really heavy on athletes where it's like you, if you don't play, they're going to, they're going to label you soft because you're making all this money. Right. Well, and like, you know what? I, I actually am a huge advocate of transparency. So like, if you had said this, and I think times are different. Obviously, when you were playing, there was no such thing as guaranteed money. There was no such thing as, like, you know, certain, like, they could restructure your contract in a heartbeat and it wouldn't matter. Like, there's, like, certain things that the organization can do to kind of screw you. Um, but, and I'm not saying that you got screwed by, maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but, like, there's just different things that happened, you know, um, during the time that you were playing versus now the time that Benson was just like, it's very, and also the NBA is so much more, um, uh, what what you call it friendly, like player friendly, as opposed to organization friendly. Um, I just I, I don't know. I just I, well, I'm social a media, social media, yeah, and transparent stuff. I mean, look at Tatum, right? Tatum was playing on, I believe, like a torn shoulder. Um, yep. and people are expecting him to like shoot the lights out and make all these plays, but you know he's going to go out there and play. But he's not right. He's not 100 percent what he could be. So right. public perception will eat him alive and say, oh, well, he's just not who we thought he was. And blah, 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 blah. And that's why I say that happens to a lot of players where our pride and, you know, Jason Tate could have just been like, you know what? I'm out. I'm not even going to play like. Right. But that, but, it, right. but that would. But again, it's the playoffs. So like it's the playoffs. So, yeah, the Ben Simmons thing, I you know, I don't know what his injury was. I think it might be a back injury, right? Like, you could play on a bad shoulder. You could play with, like, a somewhat sprained ankle, you know. Yeah, but two years? Two years? Well, did two he, seasons. Did, did Simmons play at all this season? No? No. Well, no. then we don't know two the severity years, of the injury, but look at two years happened for Clay. But that happened with he Clay. Was yeah, but no, 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 no. You cannot compare those two. You cannot compare those two. Clay was Clay. 
Clay was hurt the first the first season that he was hurt. It was legit, whatever. And then he got rehab, he got better, and then he got hurt again. It wasn't one of those things where it was the same injury. Ben Simmons is the same injury. It's the same injury for Ben Simmons versus Clay. It was two separate injuries. Yeah, but see, Clay's happened in a game, whereas maybe Ben's happened in practice or in training. So no, I'm that, saying Clay's, Clay's happened in a pickup game. The second, oh, that's right. The second time it well, happened, well, it happened in a pickup game. In a pickup game. Well, that's what I'm saying. We don't know what I don't know what Ben Simmons' injury is, and I don't know the severity of it. But I know that had I gone back to the, if I can go back in time with the Niners, and when I had my like, injury, just bench me. <laughs> and just be like, I'm out, I'm not playing yeah. until my ankle is 100. percent I would have did that because, like I was saying, that's to my point why he may just be like, I'm not playing until I'm 100 percent Ben Simmons because y'all gonna try to clown me. Or I'm gonna lose money. So when will that be? When will that be? be? Well, I'm I'm assuming this year. I mean, it could never happen. If he doesn't play this year, and then I mean, nothing really takes over two years to heal. I mean, depending on what it this what it is. But if it's a basketball injury, if it's something that's fixable, um, then it shouldn't take him more than two years. But now, if it's a severe one. Then I'm gonna be like Ben. I'm just gonna milk them checks. I'll be like, nah, I'm coming. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing <laughs> it's not a chance. Okay, but we don't so know what that injury is. According to, so according to Bleacher Report slash ESPN, it is a broken bo- a broken bone in his right foot. That is not a two year injury. Whoa! Oh, but that's your feet, though. That's your feet. Like- uh, that's one. It's one foot. It's one foot, but one that's foot. one year. One to be a pro I athlete with a broken foot. That's like no, you know how hard that is to play on. Absolutely, and I'm not, and I'm not taking away from that. Like one year, even a year and a half, that's fine. Two years, man. Two years. Two I think years. two years is the max, and so I, I think it's been two years. Let's see what he does with it this year. He may come out and just crush it this year. Remember this conversation. Because I'm just telling you, you know, he may have people in his ear. He may have uh, mentors, advisors telling him not to play. It might not even be him, you know. So I'm just saying, you know, give it two years, just like any athlete. I mean, look, at, I remember Adrian Peterson was out of football for like two years and then came back and crushed it, you know, because he had multiple leg injuries. So I'm no, just no, no. I, so he had multiple leg injuries, though. He has multiple. <laughs> Benson has one thing. I, I really I mean, look, I my boy, my boy Patrick Willis, too. my boy Patrick Willis had a broken toe, and that essentially ended his career. And he had no no injuries. I mean, he had, he was playing on a bad toe at one point, and then it got really bad. And then some some of those things you can't come back from. Like if you get a metal plate in your foot or something like that, it, it might help you for like walking and stuff like that. But playing football. Or playing basketball and being able to be the guy that you were and be explosive off that foot, like if that's the foot you depend on to give you the boosties, and it's not it's not giving you that, it's it's a wrap. It's a wrap. You can't, you know, like some players are blessed to play multiple long years and careers, and you can have other injuries that you could play on, but some of them. It's like Drake said, I'm a sprained ankle, boy. I ain't nothing to play with. You know, like that's that's a that's a bar. 
because you're not really supposed to be playing unless it depends on the severity. You know, a broken, it's not like he got a strained foot. He got a broken foot. No, and I get that. And, I, and again, I get that. And I'm, I'm not, anti, but, but two years, man, like if, if this was, if, they, if they, I'm, I think I'm just, I'm just boggled by the timeline of it all. Cause like, yes, of course, if you have a broken foot, if you have a broken, if you're back, like back injuries, no excuses. Like you should be gone. You should, you should not be playing. Uh, the back is something like you can't move. You literally cannot move. So like, I get that. I'm not like, you know, I'm all for recovery, but I mean, it just seems like he's taking a very well, long time. Some people, and then that's the other thing. Some people are fast healers. Some people aren't, you know, like well, and he's still young too. I think that's my other issue. He's still very young. How, how old is that? Simmons? Uh, probably like 23, 24. 25 years old. Maybe 25, yeah. He's 25 years old, man. Like, you should be able to heal really quickly at that age. Like, we're in our 40s. Like, you don't heal that quick in your your 40s, even in your 30s. Like, LeBron James, if he was gone for two years, I would understand because he's in his late 30s. I get it. That's fine. But, like, when you're 25, your recovery time is a lot quicker, man. Like, it's a lot faster. Well, what he could be doing, though, is making sure that it doesn't a, – a foot can get re-injured because that's constantly what you're playing on. You know, it's not like a hand injury or like a, like a shoulder or like a groin injury or something where – I mean, you need all your body parts, but I'm just saying there's there's There's, certain there's some that you need more, more than others. There's certain ones that you don't play with that you just – you wait till it's 100% because you right. can injure it and just practicing and training like you got to be careful with it because he's got to think of his longevity he could say you know what i'm gonna sit i would sit two years to play an extra 10 than to play right now and only have a three to four year career because i, I mean there's shattered. there's a there's a famous line movie line that says you can get killed walking a doggy so live for today <laughs> man live for today my man hey i don't know it's, you know you gotta live for tomorrow too now <laughs> no, for sure. But you, I mean, tomorrow is never promised. This what's is promised true. is today. But them contracts, today, them, them contracts is promised. <laughs> and if I'm Ben Simmons, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and take them checks and wait it out, as opposed to, you know, crash diving into a real bad situation where that gets me. Yeah, but the NBA NBA be different, man. The NBA be different because, like, you still have that guaranteed money. You still have that, like, you know what? He is going to make that. Like, who who is the player that like injured himself and they still be paying him? And like, he's never playing ever again in the NBA, and like, they're still gonna pay. Like, I think they just finished paying him. Like, he fell off a tractor or something, and like, he's you know what the, the Knicks had to pay him like certain amount of millions of dollars, and he's like never pay, playing again. Like, that's a good situation. I mean, it sucks to be injured and not be able to play because that's that's not cool either. But right. you know, at least you're getting paid for it, right? Yeah. I mean, so, I'm just say, saying, like, he's still getting paid. Well, just <laughs> crazy. He, I don't even think he's tradable at this point either, right? Is he? Is he still with the Nets? I think he's still with the Nets. I, yeah. I don't think. I think they're kind of locked in on that contract they're, for, they're for they're now. Locked in because I don't even think he they could trade for him. So they got to live with them and see. Hopefully. Well, also, who would you trade? <laughs> like, who, well, who would who take, who's going to take him? him? 
who could you get for him? That's the thing. Like his value is right. his stock is down right now. So he's got to right. get back on the court and, and get some value back on him. And then, yeah. then they may let him go. So, well, speaking of that too, like Kyrie is up for, up for trade. He, he wants out of Brooklyn. What do you, what do you, and the day that we're doing this is the day of the NBA draft. So like, what do you, uh, the, that we're recording this. So what, what do you think about Kyrie? Like they said that the Lakers are like the most, viable franchise that wants him i think he would be great i think he'd be great for the lakers but he you know people say he's been a cancer everywhere he goes and blah 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 but you know i mean they hate him where you where you are right now they hate him in math like i've never seen so much hate for that you know what but that's 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 just the way it is out here (laughs) they hate it (laughs) when he left you know i think you love they love you while you're here and if you leave you know it's f you right that's, that's yeah, but there's been guys that have left. There have been guys that have left that like don't get that much hate. Like I've like looked on social media and like it's across the board only Kyrie, like nobody else. Well, but they're like I remember very vividly like when Kyrie was here. All of my boys, all the homies, the Boston homies, were Kyrie fans. Like yo, we got Kyrie. Yo, he's ill. Yo, he's the best point guard. The Celtics are going all the way. And then, you know, he either had a couple bad games or had a couple bad interviews. <laughs> and, you know, then he was gone, right? But I think it's one of those things where if he can, you know, he, he, he can, he's proven that he can win a chip, that he could be, a, he's elite point guard, um, you know, but I guess the personality mesh thing or, or whatever it is, I mean, I've met Kyrie personally. He was a cool dude when I met him. Um, and I know that public perception just, you know, like I said, eats people. So, you know, I I think even that Brooklyn team, they got to the playoffs and he didn't even play the whole season, right? So, yeah. I mean, that guy, he can take a team to the playoffs and then if he has a, a supporting cast, um, you know, I think, I think he can get another ring. I think he has another ring in him. I, I don't think it will be, I mean, as good as the, um, okay, as good as the Celtics, uh, I mean, as good as the Warriors are, um, I don't. No matter who he joins, <laughs> I mean, I guess at least he got that one chip. I think that, like, and this is coming from somebody that is a Duke fan and a Duke lover, and I, like certain Dukies can do no wrong. But yeah, I mean, it's it's the off the it's the off the court antics. That are the issue for me on the court. That guy's a baller. Like when, when, and if he can play, there's no question he would fit in with the Lakers. I think that he's a better option than Westbrook. He's great. I'm not denying that. And if the Lakers got him and he did well on the court, God bless you. You know, good I luck to be, you. Yeah, I think he'd be great in a yeah. Lakers uniform. And I think with LeBron and AD, that would that could be a problem. Yeah, and also, like, they've already won a chip with each other before, so, like, there's that, you know, so, but, and he, I I think it would have to be a straight-up swap, because, like, at least that's what I would want as a Lakers GM, because, like, their contracts are pretty much the same. Like, him and Westbrook, they're the same. Like, I think Westbrook's making a little, a a few hundred grand less than him, but, like, they're, they're both making relatively over 43 mil this year. So it's like, what do you trade him for? Like, are you going to give up all those picks? Because that'd be ridiculous. I personally wouldn't want to do that. 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to give up THC for him, and I wouldn't want to give up my 2025, 2027, 20, whatever first-round draft picks that you finally have, since you haven't had any first-round picks in forever um, because of that Westbrook trade. I, just, I don't know. I wouldn't want to give uh, I don't know. But, uh, but you're right. He, he would do really well in the Lakers uniform. Just yeah. off the court, off the court, I just wouldn't want that headache. I, I'd just be like, save that for, for something else. But that, that might also work in L.A., you know? That might yeah. be like an L.A. thing where, like, that, that's okay to work it out in L.A. The one if, thing that you got to give Westbrook is that he never, ever had, like, off-the-court stuff. The only thing he had that was off-the-court, I'm using quotations, was that he was a dick to the media. But that, other than that, he was fine. Like, he gave to the, he gave to, you know, the public, and he was really, really nice, and he's, like, he's good with community outreaches and stuff like that. Like, other, other than the media thing, he's a saint, so, and, and not, and playing, like, ass on the court at certain, at certain <laughs> times. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's not as much of a headache. I, I, I think both of these are bad, bad trades because, just because of their personalities, but you know, I'm not a GM for the Lakers. I'm not Palinka, so yeah. And, and y'all headache, do you? You know, if a headache wins you a championship, I think nobody really cares. You know, no, that's true. It's very, very true. Um, but yeah, so I think it's going to be a good draft. The Warriors are getting rid of their 28th pick, I think, for a good trade. So that's you know, you know, I'm a big Warrior fan. I think the rest of the league is going to get better. We'll see where Kyrie ends up. We'll see if Durant. Uh, stays. We'll see what happens with the Celtics if they, you know, keep it together or they bring in some new, new blood. Um, it's going to be an interesting year. But the Warriors are the team to beat. They're only going to get better. And I will see you on the back to back and on a beat <laughs> dive it's going down. Okay. Uh, uh, I am. I wish I could say I'm looking forward to it, but I definitely am not. So. Well, I am. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's go ahead and hit you with the uh, rundown. I think that's that's enough for our show tonight, today, <laughs> and the day after. Uh, <laughs> so with no further ado, G, you down for let's a little rundown? Let's do this. All right. Here we go. We know the first question. Would you rather be a bird or a fish? I'm going to be person number two. You know, you know it, Tully. Fish all day. Fish out of water. Okay. Mm-hmm. All day. What would you be? You know, I saw, I saw a bald eagle the other day flying, which is really rare. I saw a bald eagle. And the way it was flying, I was like, man, that must be cool to be a bird. But if I could be Shamu or a killer whale and jump out the ocean and snatch him up and go back to my business, I think I would roll with the killer whale. So I think I'd want to be like a shark or I'd want to be smart like a dolphin. Those fuckers can stay whatever forever. So Dolphins are dope. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with the water on that one. Yeah. And they're not punks either, by the way. Like, they still fight you. Like, they can still fight with their with their noses and stuff. So, yeah, they can. They can uh, yeah, yeah, and they and they travel in packs and stuff. So I don't know. I, I'd be I'd be cool with being a dolphin. Yeah, that would be fun. 
Yeah. All right. Good answer. Uh, let's go with the next question. Would you rather uh, meet your favorite celebrity or be in a movie? Be in a movie. No question. Forget meeting my favorite celebrity. Because, like, sometimes you meet them and it's like, you're so disappointed. It's like meeting the, the there's a, they have a saying, it's like meeting the wizard behind the, the, uh, uh, what, what's it called? Me, meeting the wizard behind the, um, the, the window or the, um, the curtain, meeting the wizard behind the curtain. You like get so disappointed because like in the Wizard of Oz, like they meet the wizard and the wizard's like this short little like scientist dude. Right. And you're like, okay, I thought that the wizard was going to be this like grand trip person or whatever thing. Or, and you're just disappointed. So I just don't want to be disappointed. So put me in a movie. I think it'd be fun. Okay. I'll see you in theater near you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what movie right. would you want to be in if you had to be in any movie, though? Oh, I like the superhero movies. So like, okay, I, like, are you a Marvel or are you like? You know, I like I like both DC and Marvel, but I like more of the characters in Marvel than I do in DC. DC, I just like the Batman's, the Superman's, um, the Daredevil. See a DC guy. Um, you know, I like those kind of. Uh, but you know, Marvel has all the you know the Deadpool's, the Wolverine, the X Men. The yeah. Iron Man, the Spider Man, and just, you know, they just got so many incredible Hulk. It just, you know, they got too many good characters. But I, I, I who would who would you be if you were one of the Avengers? Because that's what the who the Avengers are, like the Hulk and the um, you know, Captain America and like all those guys. Um you know, I would probably be the Thor. Thor or Incredible Hulk, but Thor is that dude. I can't wait for the new for the new movie to come out. For the new movie to come out, but yeah. yeah I, so I'm not gonna lie, I am not a Marvel fan, um, except for X Men. I love X Men. Um, I, I like the fact that they make fun of themselves. It's like com comic relief in in those movies. But other than that, I'm I'm DC all day. Like I love Batman. I love Superman. I love like all those characters. Like they're they're the jam. Like even Harley Quinn, like I love all of them. The Joker. They got better um, villains for sure in DC. The villains absolutely, absolutely. I don't know. So I I would. I don't know. I don't know what kind of movie I'd want to be in. <laughs> to be honest with you, I think I'd just be ecstatic just to be in a movie because I'm just I'm not an actor. So and I've gone to acting classes and that that shit takes real talent. So I I would just be happy just to even be in the background and just. Maybe have like one line like, like don't shoot or something. <laughs> like I, I think right. I'd be happy with that. Being like so. Game of Thrones. Yeah. I want. I want to be in Game of Thrones. That would be dope. Um, I'd want to be in something iconic. Like, I just watched Mean Girls again, like yesterday. So maybe I'd want to be in something like that, like a like a kind of a rom com, but like not really a rom com, I guess. But like like a more of a comedy. Comedy's hard. Comedy, yeah. yeah. So maybe maybe do some, something along those lines. Yeah, 
and, and also I think it would depend on who's in the movie as well to like make it great. I don't know. That's a, that's a rough question actually that I just proposed to both of us. I don't know which one I would want to be in, but maybe, yeah, maybe a comedy. I think it'd be funny. To, I'd be, I, it'd be fun to be in a comedy, I guess. I mean, we are on jokes and jocks, you know, we're supposed to have yeah, we, you know, <laughs> that comedy. We definitely got comedy up our sleeves. But, you know, <laughs> comedy movies, there's, there's hit or miss. But they're definitely funner movies, for sure. Absolutely. All right. Um, how many more can you do, or do you are you ready for the moment of truth? I'm ready for the moment of truth. Okay. So the moment of truth for G. Hey Wiley. Dun, dun, dun. Would you rather have been? or can still be a famous basketball player, WNBA all-star, or have the number one podcast in America? Hmm. Um, how famous would I be? If I was this WNBA player, like the top, like the who's the best one right now out there? Who's, who's Candace the, Parker? Candace Parker, or um, you know the, the girl who's locked up right now in Russia? Oh, Brittany Griner. Um. So just because you just said that, and you were like, "Who's the girl that's locked up right now?" I'm gonna take the latter. You don't even know who's locked up right now. <laughs> I really feel bad for her, but that's a huge, uh, that's a huge political thing that we're going through right now. And you're not the only one. You're not the only one who doesn't know who she is. So, you know what? I, I know who she you, is. I know it's Brittany Griner. I just, you know, no, I know, I know. But, but I'm just saying, but I'm just saying that like America, majority of the world has no idea who that woman is. So, well, like, so you're saying that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen to LeBron James. Or Michael Jordan, if he got caught with a little tree in, in Russia. If he got caught with a little tree in Russia, they'd be, they'd be like doing everything and anything from day one to get him out. Versus Brittany Griner, and also he's not gay, so that that definitely doesn't help her cause of being in Russia. They have strict strict laws about the LGBTQ community, so it's not helping her cause like that. She's a lesbian and that she had. Like literally a small trace of hashish oil, by the way, a whole oil, not hashish. She doesn't have like a nug on her. She has like a little thing to like, um, just like a small little hashish oil thing on her. Wow. Like it's, it's not even enough to like, if she was in this country, they'd be like, we're good. Go home. Like, they'd be like, why am I going to like detain you for something this small? It's just stupid. Like versus... You know, like in Russia, they're just like we don't care. And you know who they want to to swap out for her? It's ridiculous who they want to swap out for her. I'm glad that we're bringing this up, by the way, on the on the podcast, though, because um, it doesn't. It's never ever really talked about. Yeah, they want to right. they want to swap out like so for Brittany Griner, who maybe smokes a little, maybe gets into some, she's gotten into some, you know arguments and issues like with her with her significant other or whatever that have been a little public but with the exception of all that they want to swap her out for a hitman for a known man that like is a hitman for russia and kills people for a living 
That's who they want to swap her out for. That's Whoa. in this country that's, that we're detaining. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's so ridiculous. Like, for one of, so, our, one of our U.S. hitmen? No, for, no, no. For one of theirs. For one of theirs. So that's wait. That's the swap. They're going to they're gonna take their own hitman in? So, no, no, no. So, they want so they want to swap. So, they like, a lot of times, you know, government governments will be like... Oh, we well, have we'll one of their hitmen. Correct. Oh, we have so one they of they want to trade. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. For a woman who hasn't killed anybody, she just had some weed on her. Like, that's who you want to swap out for? So, it's just, it's... The, the audacity and like the, the mentality that Russia has right now that like they're like, okay, well, like if this person's such a national treasure, then we want this person. It's like, dude, come on, one doesn't compare to the other. This woman is like, she's done nothing wrong. At least in like in everybody else's eyes. And I'm talking like majority of the world. Having like a small little thing of hashish oil versus like killing people. But which one's worse for you? Yeah. I, I don't know. That's, it's just—it's that's an atrocity, really. It really is, and I feel but bad. But to answer your answer your question, the other what was the other option? <laughs> the <laughs> number one that's podcast. I, yeah, I'll have the number one podcast. I'll be in Joe Rogan and making a hundred mil from Spotify, like instead, because people know who the hell Joe Rogan is. I don't really, to be honest with you, I don't really care if you know who I am. I just, you know, the money would be nice. <laughs> All right, hundred million would be nice. You just spoke it into existence yes. by saying that. <laughs> so be on the lookout, folks, for G. Hey Wiley, and uh, you know your boy TBC on some guest appearances. Yeah, the jokes and jobs number one podcast in 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 the country. Let's go. <laughs> it's, it's coming, and we gonna, yep. we gonna we got some more content. That we could definitely get into, but we'll say that for the next show. <laughs> nice little teaser. So yeah, uh, that's our show, folks. Um, G. Hey, I'm I'm expecting that that ocean dive in the coming weeks. So y'all be on the lookout on social media for that. We're gonna blur her out though. We ain't, it ain't gonna be nothing X-rated, nothing like that. Oh. Yeah, hopefully we won't get we won't get flagged for for my for my big booty. It's not small, for damn sure. So yeah, we we definitely you know we got it we got to keep it PG, but it's going to happen. <laughs> and luckily for her, the, the weather what's the temperature right now in uh, in LA? Uh, that's a good question. Right now it's we're we're recording this really early, but it's been like it's been like seventy five and muggy. Lately, actually, so like 75, 80 degrees lately, but it's just 72 today. It's not, it's not too bad. Okay. Well, it's been in the 80s over here. It's going to be 90 this weekend. My hometown in Sunnyvale, California has been a hundred in the hundreds. So it's going, it's getting hot folks, but we'll see you soon. We'll see you on the beach. Holla <laughs> at your boy. And peace. Should I split him? Should I get him? You should just finish the roll with him. Then I sit him down. Get up now. Put it down. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.